1: Welcome back in to The Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, privileged and honored to be here with you on 98.9 FM, The Answer, filling in for the great Bruce Hooley. Bruce, we love you. We continue to pray for you and your healing and recovery. Can't wait to have you back here in this chair behind this microphone, sharing your wisdom. And I hope to have you on again soon and get an update on uh, how and when you're going to be installed on the school board there at Jonathan Alder. Fantastic news. Uh, great victory for Bruce. Uh, Thank you for listening, and I want to say thank you as well to the Freedom Foundation. They are partners of ours at the Ohio Press Network, and yes, we do benefit by mentioning them, and I'm going to do it anyway because they benefit you. What's the Freedom Foundation? That's the group of people who has been educating government employees since that Janus case five years ago decided upon by the United States Supreme Court that if you are a government employee, you don't have to pay union dues. You don't because you don't have to join the union. And if you want a government job, you don't have to join the union to get the job. Here's the problem. Here's the rub for unions. They don't want you to know that. Why? Because that cuts off their lifeline. When you don't join the union, your dues don't go to government union bosses. That's important because those government bosses get paid a lot of money and then they contribute to campaigns like Joe Biden's and to the progressive activism that's going on in our schools that you're disgusted by. And you go, well, how did that happen? Well, they've got a lot of money. they got a lot of power, and they've got a lot of influence. But when you go to optouttoday.com, which is the website created by the Freedom Foundation, you can see how simple and seamless it is to opt out of your union. Now, you're going to save, on average, about $1,100 per year. News flash: in this world of Bidenomics, that's real money, baby. So get over to the optouttoday.com website. Opt out. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Let them save money. And better yet, cut off the funding to union Bosses, I'm actually looking at my phone right now, and here's a report from the Freedom Foundation. New report, Biden administration costing taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars for union political activity during government working hours. Uh, We'll unpack that more in a segment down the road. Speaking of segment, the final segment of today's show, we will be joined by Dr. Glenn Dewar. He is a professor at Cedarville University now. Dr. Dewar is going to hopefully have time to step through two topics with us today. The first one being, what is the latest on the hostage situation with Hamas terrorists and people who were captured uh, by that grotesque group? And then the second is, how does he see the election in Argentina of a guy who ran on the premise that we're going to cut it all down? The president-elect literally early in his campaign was carrying around a chainsaw. We're cutting it all up. We're doing it differently. Now, my understanding is that there's a two-party system there that he's not really a part of. He eventually aligned with conservatives, but he's really an independent. He's an outsider. And I think I want to spend some time now kind of teeing up that conversation because I think it's important to understand the reality and the – reality that the press creates can often be two separate things and then you've got to triangulate you go you got a point here and a point here where here's another point let's triangulate where where is this guy really <laughs> and you can tell a lot by how the press writes about him here's what they're saying Argentina elected right wing libertarian so there's your first dog whistle you know what a dog whistle is that's the thing that you blow that nobody else can hear but your dog can that's that's the Phraseology that members of the press use that you kind of gloss over that it might actually over a long period of time influence you because if they call them right wing then you go okay right wing and then you know what they, else they'll do they'll, they'll put labels and assign character traits to people that they've identified as right wing just just a little little bit of insight there so Argentina elected right wing libertarian Javier Milei as its new president on Sunday. Rolling the dice on an outsider with radical views to fix an economy battered by triple-digit inflation. Uh, Hey, Reuters. By the way, I'm reading this from Reuters. You know what's radical? Triple-digit inflation. That's pretty radical. When you lose the spending power of your money, when you're living in squalor and poverty, that's pretty radical. Um, And it says that they've taken a chance. They've rolled the dice. On a guy who has radical views to fix the economy battered by triple-digit inflation, a looming recession, and rising poverty. Malay, who rode a wave of voter anger with the political mainstream, won by a wider-than-expected margin. He landed some 56% of the vote versus just over 44% for his rival, Peronist economy minister Sergio Massa, who conceded he lost. And he said, I lost, you win. Now, the the Peronist party is, uh, I I would assume, is the left-leaning party, and uh, they've been in power for quite a bit. So why does that matter? The model of decadence has come to an end. There's no going back, Millay said, in a defiant speech. Reuters is calling it a defiant speech after the result while also acknowledging the challenges that face him. We have monumental problems ahead, inflation, lack of work, poverty. The situation is critical, and there's no place for tepid half measures. We're not going to half rear-end this thing is what he's saying. We're going full-on, man. We're going scorched earth. Now, in downtown Buenos Aires, hundreds of Malay supporters honked horns, chanted his popular refrain against the political elite, which is out with all of them. I feel that way sometimes, don't you? Out with all of them. As rock music played from speakers, some people set off fireworks as the excitement for his election spread. We came to celebrate the historic triumph, said Efrain Viveros, 21-year-old student from the province of Salta. I'm honestly ecstatic. Malay represents change for the better. With Masa, we would have had no future. Our future has returned. We all want, A savior don't we that's what that sounds like we want hope i want a savior well you know where you find that uh malay is pledging economic shock therapy his plans include shutting the central bank there it is ditching the peso slashing spending potentially painful reforms that resonated with voters angry at the economic melee you know Uh, People who understand human psychology and development will tell you, you act to avoid pain or pursue pleasure. When the pain is ratcheted up enough, you will do something to get rid of that pain, even if that doing something is radical. Seems to me that's where Argentina was. They said we cannot continue to go down this road. I wonder, though, I talked with John Patton about this the last segment. Malay is pledging. To shut the central bank, ditch the peso, slash spending. There's a sacred cow in America. We don't slash spending. Even the Republicans that get into the House, you've got appropriations lovers. Man, they they love the money that they get for their districts. And uh, you know, we're gonna get in here and we're gonna make it right. Spending goes up to two trillion dollars on top of a thirty three point six trillion dollar federal a continued deficit spending. Malay's saying, we're not going to do that here. We're slashing spending. It's going to be painful. The thing that is catching my eye and the thing that I said to John Patton is his desire to shut the central bank. There's talk and then there's walk. How's this going to be walked out? How's this going to play out? I believe it puts him at grave risk. I believe this puts him at grave risk. The people... Who control the central bank, whether it be in Argentina, whether it be in the United States, they are adept at funding political solutions to political-created or politically-created crises. Remember we talked about that a couple of weeks ago? The monster? The power monster? They're adept at giving the power monster more money. And in turn, putting you and your future generations in debt. True story. Uh, But that's what I think. What do I know? I'm just a guy on the radio. We'll hear from Dr. Glenn Dewar up next. He'll tell us what he thinks and what he knows. So stay tuned to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Around in third and heading home. The final segment of the Bruce Hooley Show starts right now. Thanks for letting me hang with you today. And remember, the Senate Government Oversight Committee will meet at two o'clock. You can tune in, watch it at the Ohio Channel, online at ohiochannel.org. You'll see Riley Gaines, maybe Coach Tressel, testifying on House Bill 68. But right now, I want to welcome back Dr. Glenn Dewar. He's Chair, History and Government Department, and Professor. Of international studies at Cedarville University, uh, Doctor Dewar, welcome back to the Bruce Woolley Show. Thanks for making time to be with us today.
0: My pleasure. It's great to be back.
1: It's always great to have you. By the way, my 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 wife loves your uh, your your European accent. <laughs> She's like, have that guy on more. I'm like, great, honey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, two things I want to cover, and maybe we spend a few minutes on each. First, what's your? I want to talk about Argentina, and I want to talk about uh, hostages in in Gaza. What's your take on the president-elect in Argentina? What does that say about not only Argentina, but are there lessons there for America?
0: It's a pretty significant move because Argentina, 100 years ago, used to be a very wealthy country. Buenos Aires, its capital city, uh, among the very best in the world. And of late, its inflation rate is now over 140 percent. Wow. Uh, that's not you're not hearing things that's 140 percent and its poverty rate is over 40 percent and so something has gone just drastically drastically wrong in this country uh it has uh, like a pendulum swung from left to right recently back and forth and the new president javier Millet, has um President-elect, sorry, has, has really promised to uh, make significant changes, to revitalize the free market economy, to really cut the bloated public sector. And so uh, he comes uh, to the presidency with deep, deep problems, but uh, also strong ideas on how to fix things. The, the question is uh, whether he has the, the know-how to do it, and to carry it out, and whether there will be uh, opportunities uh, for him to do so because, like we saw in the United States under President Trump, there were a lot from inside the administration that tried to, to block his ideas. And my fear is something similar could happen in Argentina.
1: I don't think you can overestimate the power of an administrative state. You just hit it with Trump. I worry about that with uh, Malay. And by the way, I had a conversation before you came on with a crypto expert, and we were talking about Malay's comments about the central bank. Here's a, here's a hard question. Do you think Malay can shut down the central bank without harm to himself?
0: The question is where what he does, and his big proposal has actually been to get rid of the Argentine currency and adopt the U.S. dollar instead simply because of its stability – to get outside of a, a cycle of hyperinflation, and so he has significant support. He won close to fifty-six percent of the vote, but has really vaulted from uh, almost you know nowhere being a professor to um, uh, equivalent to the House of Representatives to president. All within a couple of years. Uh, he was only elected in 2021 initially. But to get back to your question in terms of uh, pushing back against the the central bank, it's a difficult one because uh, Argentina's economy has been so weak in recent years and its inflation rate so bad that I think even those from inside of those positions of power are realizing just the the shortcomings of their own policies. And so I, I think it's possible But the question is how Malay is going to approach it, because uh, he's known for being dramatic, for being a firebrand. And it's one thing to campaign that way. It's another thing to be in government and to legislate. And so we will see how he, he emerges.
1: That's a great analysis. Let's toggle over to what's going on in Gaza. We know that there were... I think 13 uh, hostages are released Friday, 13 Saturday, 19 Sunday. There's been an extension of the truce. What can you tell us?
0: Yeah, it's a five-day uh, ceasefire thus far. It was supposed to be 48 hours. The good news is we've seen 74 Israeli and other hostages released. Uh, there's still around 170 left, so there's a lot more work to do. Ten have been promised today and ten tomorrow on Wednesday. It's typically, uh, the exchange is happening for every one Israeli, about three Palestinians are being released. And so it's it's positive news, especially for families that have waited over 50 days now trying to get loved ones back. Uh, but there's only, I think, so much patience that the Israeli government can have because they've got a lot of loved ones there. And while the ceasefire is ongoing, Hamas is moving its equipment, its troops, its rearming And so there are dangers uh, of this if they keep stalling. One of the deep challenges is that Hamas is reportedly not in control of all the hostages. There are an additional five other terrorist organizations that operate within Gaza, and some of them have their own hostages. And so even Hamas is having difficulty getting some of them back. And so this is going to be a very difficult situation into the next few weeks and months.
1: Just a couple of minutes here. How do you think this plays into the upcoming presidential election? Do you believe that uh, the hostages will be returned? Do you believe that Israel will be able to reestablish safety and security in that region? Uh, or, or, or do you think that uh, Joe Biden is, is in hot water because of how he's kind of played both sides of this?
0: For Netanyahu, he will need to get the, all of the hostages back. That's just a, a non starter. If, if even one of them is, is outside of, is in Gaza, then uh, the war will continue. Um, simply from the, the standpoint of uh, the Israeli population putting pressure on his government, he's going to have to continue. Mm-hmm. Wars in recent years in Israel have been pretty limited. They tend to go for a week, maybe upwards of a month. This one is different. I see it going a bit longer than that. But at the same time, uh, even Hamas has been forced to really kind of ask for a ceasefire, almost beg for help at this time. And so I think if they do indeed uh, hand over all of the hostages, and I listed some of the challenges with that, but if they do that, I think there is the possibility for a turn to peace. Israel is very, very well guarded normally. Its intelligence is very strong. They've had deep internal political issues. For example, there have been five elections in the last four years, Mm -hmm. and the Netanyahu government is trying to initiate some level of reform of its Supreme Court. And so I think it was caught napping in many ways, and that's a lesson that I don't think will be repeated for President Biden, uh, certainly there are, uh, you know, there's a major election forthcoming next year. The Republicans are still trying to sort out who their nominee will be. Uh, Biden's um, approval rating is in the difficult category. Typically, when a president has a uh, an approval rating in the upper 30s or the low 40s,
1: about 20 he seconds here, Doctor Doer,
0: well, uh, in in the election. But this is a strange political time. It will depend on his opponent, and it will depend on uh, if there is a resolution in Israel and what he does to bring it about.
1: Dr. Glenn Dewar, thank you for unpacking uh, so much with us today. We appreciate you. Can't wait to have you back on The Bruce Willis Show. Have a great afternoon, sir.
0: You too. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, It's Tuesday. That means tomorrow's Wednesday, and I will be back here at 11 o'clock. Set an alarm. Tune in to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show. Have a
0: great afternoon, folks.